0: Welcome to episode 27 and my last episode of our Perigee podcast with my special, super special guest, Chief John B-9 Bentivania. I do think there should be handles so that we could arm wrestle, even though I know that I would win. But um,
1: I had my Wheaties this morning.
0: Did you? Are Wheaties gonna?
1: I, I hope so. <laughs>
0: Would that put you over the uh, top? I will
1: take any advantage
0: I can get. Literally, <laughs> it's my wife's favorite movie. By the way, over the top. You ever see it? Sliced mm-hmm. alone back in the day. Oh, arm my wrestling God, movie. Yes. Yeah, over the top.
1: Yeah, it wasn't like Dolly Parton or somebody in that. As I don't well? know. Oh yes, but I, do, I, it. I, I do remember that.
0: I don't know why, I, but I, apparently I should have taken up arm wrestling. But anyway, um, so I, I think the the kind of the. The intent today, the special treat, is you and me sitting here, not arm wrestling, but talking about kind of what's going to happen over the next couple of weeks, and then and then what's going to happen after that for everyone else but me, because we know what I'll be doing. I'll be doing nothing.
1: You'll be fishing.
0: I'll, I'll probably be fishing. Um, I got a new kayak, so I'm pretty, pretty excited about it. Uh, fishing but um anyway uh it's pretty neat to be here and um and kind of for the last time tell guardians i appreciate them and for the first time say welcome to my successor the chief master of the space force soon to be john bentovania yeah
1: 15 september it's coming up fast
0: so why don't you start with telling us who you are? So th- this is, you know, talking
1: about first, this is my very first podcast. I've never done one before. So I'm a little... Some people
0: would say neither have I. So <laughs> you're good.
1: Um, but I appreciate, uh, you know, getting together, had opportunity today to kind of talk to you and, and, you know, talk to our guardians and, you know, everyone's out there, our fan base, if you will. Um, but who am I? So, you know, John Bentivania. I'm just a kid from Jersey City, New Jersey. Um, I just celebrated actually my 29th year in service last week. So 29 years. And I reenlisted on Saturday, as a matter of fact, for, for, the, for the position. My very last reenlistment. That's awesome. And so it was, uh, it was really cool. I had a, uh, a very young second lieutenant who just commissioned do that for me. So it was a very meaningful ceremony for me.
0: Who, who was it?
1: uh, Lieutenant Josephine, uh, uh Josephine Freeman. She's an intern here and working the COO with us. So she's here in the Pentagon hanging out before she goes to school to be a 13 Sierra. And, uh, when I had a chance to meet her, when she came into the office before I started to transition, I said, Hey, you're a brand new guardian. How would you like to help me out? And and I'd be honored if you would re-enlist me.
0: Was she nervous? Oh,
1: um, so her husband is also an air force officer. And he told me, after the ceremony, that he has probably re-enlisted 55 times over the, <laughs> taken the oath of enlisted enlistment 55 times over the last couple of weeks as she's been preparing, but she was phenomenal. She <laughs> did a really good job.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yep, and she gave me my very first um, what was it the silver dollar, you know, usually lieutenants. Yeah. We so she had you know she had given some amount when she commissioned, but she said this is my first reenlistment. And she honored me by giving me one of her silver dollars. I had never received one before. So yeah,
0: I got one just recently too. I I didn't, I had no idea it was a thing, like it's a secret. And it's pretty cool. It was a really cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But you know, I was, I was a little embarrassed because I said, well, this, this is only a dollar. She's like, no chief, it's cost more than a (laughs) dollar. (laughs) so <laughs> <said>, oh, okay <laughs> use it, did she, it
0: to... did she tell you not to sell it on ebay <laughs>
1: yes she did yeah she said so i said well, it will be in my office
0: thanks lt thanks for re-enlist otherwise um i wouldn't be able to retire if you didn't re-enlist so yeah they, she's they were... actually enabling she is everything she is that's awesome yeah.
1: um but but so you know i said i'm just a kid from uh new jersey and uh 29 years married to, to Kathy, you know, Kathy and I were married before I even joined the service. We got married in May and I went to basic training in August. So Kathy sent me on my way. She said, you got to make something yourself. It was you like, be, be my I'll man. marry
0: you. If that's right. If you got to turn this stuff around.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <S laughs> so, so I, 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 kid to all of the senior leaders that, you know, Kathy really outranks everyone. She has time and grade over anybody. So I have to have that conversation specifically with General Salzman, but, uh, you know, General Burt McCur in Boston knows that. Um, but Kathy was there at the reenlistment, so Kathy and I have been doing this for for a while. We have two children, you know, Caitlin and Neil, both in Colorado. As you know, I, you may have known, I spent a lot of time in Colorado. Yeah, as a space operator.
0: It's funny because my son is in New Jersey. Really? Yeah, Gabriel's up in New Jersey. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'd like to go back to visit, but I don't know if I'd want to live in Jersey again.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm supposed to drive through there this weekend, and I'm. I'm like, is it safe enough for me to stop? And Just watch your say hubcaps. Yeah, 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 keep your doors locked. I'm taking the trout bus through, so I'm, I'm probably so not going to stop. I think I'm
1: making Andy mad with those comments because he's from Jersey too. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Kath and I, empty nesters, the kids are in Colorado, and um, you know, I'll be telling you, honest, we are uh, really excited about this next opportunity that we have. You know, to kind of join with General Salsman and Miss Jennifer, and and continue to, to kind of care for our guardians in the airmen that are supporting the Space Force. Um, you know, as we had through the interview process, which I think we might talk about later, uh, this was never kind of in my, my vision, right. To, to kind of do this. Um, but when the opportunity came up and we had the conversation and say, Hey, um, I think I still have something to kind of contribute and, uh, you know, to have an opportunity to team up and continue to go. Kath and I are really excited for where we're going to go next.
0: Yeah. So, um, I mean, you've been there from the beginning, you and I, uh known each other for a minute now yeah um but you've been here like the whole time and so i think that there's 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 goodness in that that you don't got to get caught up on stuff and you don't even need kind of i mean you could help me write the federalist papers for the space force you were in all those initial conversations with us certainly on the on the enlisted side on the enlisted uh things that we were doing And, and so i think that that's it's important I've been thinking a lot about this is that you know we can look at what we've done you can pick up the guardian ideal you can pick up the guardian spirit you can look at um you can see the ranks you can you know you can look at the patches but the all of the stuff behind that like how many people know those things and how well are we doing Kind of telling those stories and passing that stuff on. It's really cool for me, for instance, that I know at, at least at the uh, our our senior NCO Academy graduations, NCO Academy graduations, that they are toasting with plastic cups, which is a big deal to me. You know that that yeah. cool story. But how many other stories, you know, don't people know? So I think you know, there's a there's a, a journal on the desk in the office and i hope that you continue to kind of write your thoughts down and i you know i always tell people it's it's part continuity book part yeah. journal part history part uh, uh you know rant you know therapy you know write whatever you want in it but you know i think one day you know somebody's it's guest log too right somebody comes yeah. in the office and they write, and in 15 years you know somebody reads through that and goes oh this is what they were thinking on the you know, on the September 18th, the first Monday after you're in the seat, like this is what it was like in the office. I think, I think those stories are important. And so, uh, yeah, that's cool. Um, so let's talk about the process. I think we've talked about it a little bit before. There's real nice, uh, articles on and stuff, but walk me through from your perspective. So the call out goes out and I say, Hey, if you're interested, raise your hand, and and then go. Now over to you. What 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 happens after that?
1: So um, you know, Kath and I, like like a lot of us have to do, right? This this is a family affair. So Kath and I sat down and, and, and talked about, it. and Kathy was supportive of of me um kind of throwing my name into the hat, if you will. Um, but as as the discussion amongst us came out and I saw the my teammates who were throwing their names in the hat, I'm like, man. There's some phenomenal talent right leaders who I would follow as a guardian if they became chief master on the space Force and you know I and you and I had a little discussion I, I, I had a little bit of a hey you know maybe maybe it's better off right that someone else kind of take that mantle and do that because they're just phenomenal human beings right and they 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 display right they, they are the guardian ideal and so I was hesitant for a little bit. Um, but then I look back at, you know, I had some mentorship many years ago by another chief when I was still an airman, and talked about that, uh, as especially as chiefs, to self-eliminate for opportunities is not really our job, right? Our job is as chiefs to present a slate of talent to senior leaders to allow them to make the decision that they need to make, and that, you know, that's not something necessarily that we we should do. Um, so I continued on and I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to go through it. Um, and like many things that were growing and kind of kind of writing it as we're executing it, um, the, the process was intriguing to me. Um, a little unclear as we were kind of working through it, I was a little nervous when we talked about, uh, you know, writing papers and doing interviews and, you know, because we had never done it before, I wasn't too sure what to expect. Um, but at the end of it, I think after actually going through the process with, with my teammates, um, really gave me a significant insight to what the weight, what it means to be the Chief Master Sergeant of Space Force. You know, when you're standing there doing a mock congressional testimony and you get the binder like a day or two before, and you're like, this is your opportunity to advocate for the families and for guardians. What you say will impact whether or not we get resources, whether or we get advocacy, that's a lot to kind of carry. And, and I knew those those are things that the senior list advisors for all the services do but didn't really have an appreciation until I was on the spot with the spotlight on me, sitting there in front of the camera um, with the with the mock and kind of walking through that. The other thing too, I would say, which was a little different, I think, in the process than other services do. Um, you know, the five of us, the chiefs, we did it as a team. Yeah. Like if you were to go and you talk about, you know, little things in history, and you know, that the night that the, we got all the binders and said we had to start prepping for discussion, you know, we're sitting in the, the lobby of lodging on Andrew's Air Force Base, going through a binder, is highlighting, Say, hey, did you read in tab six? You know, what do you think about this? And we may make sure we remember that. Um, but really rooting for one another going through and was really, I mean, when you talk about connection, that's really what it was like. Because when I talked to some of my peers in other services, they thought it was very odd. Like sometimes you don't even know who else is competing for yeah. a senior level job like that. But that's that was not the approach we took and i think it was the right approach.
0: Yeah, it was um yeah, i when i told the room, so you know we did this panel as you know, i think i think everybody kind of knows. But so there's a panel of general officers and some other senior uh executive service and and uh, my counterparts from different service. I mean, there was there was really senior folks in the room and when i told them that you guys were doing group study. Yeah. The looks on their faces were it was it was so memorable and it, and it i was so happy with as as uh, dude you know this like i am all about process yeah and i was so proud of the process i'm like this is what it's supposed to be like we we should not be pitted against one another ever yeah like good teams don't do that good teams have friendly competition you're you're competing against uh each other um because you're pushing each other to get better yeah like uh, you don't want to be passive you don't want to you know you're not just sitting back like letting nothing happen and you're not letting other people um you know carry you along but you can't be pitted against you you can't if a system pits you against your teammates that team is only going to be that's right. So strong. Like it's only a matter of time before it, it breaks down. That's right. And so when watching all of that was, uh, it was super cool. And I, I was really kind of excited to see you guys embrace that. It didn't surprise me at all, but we didn't prompt it. Nobody said, right? It was just, hey, these, this is the stuff. Yeah. You guys do, you know, you, you take it and do what you wanted. But yeah, I'll, I'll never forget when I said, oh, I said, oh, yeah. Like somebody left the room. The first person that got interviewed left the room. And I said, oh, they're, they're going back. Yeah. They're all in the same room together and they're probably going back to tell them every question you just asked. And yeah. he said, what? No way. And I'm like, yeah, like that's yeah. how G's roll. Like this is yeah. truth. Like this is who we're supposed to be. And so, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. You, you were worried about the process, well, maybe not worried, but you, I mean, you called me too. And you said, you know, is this necessary? Like, why are we doing this? Yeah and 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 i said well i don't know if it's necessary um it may not add value but i think that this will open up the aperture so that we can let people sort of fairly compete and if your experiences um give you advantage then it'll come out in the in the process and um and i think you know going through and i think that all like yeah. you clearly just I, I don't know if i've told you this or not but you had clearly taken it all very seriously and prepped very very well like you 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 really knew kind of what had been handed to you and where we were and i think a lot of kind of your day-to-day life had set you up for that as well but the truth was is is how fast you can prep how well you absorb the information, how you contextualize it against everything else we're doing, like all yeah. those things. It's, it's really important. You know, they just, just yesterday I got a picture from uh, chief Apodaca out at uh, space Base Delta one. Um, they broke ground at Shriver on the fitness center. So talk about oh, yeah. advocating and Congress and stuff. That was one of the first things that we did, yeah. um, was we, we got, we got with our teammates across the river, and we got money to put up that fitness center because it's important. And so, um, yeah, they, they broke ground. And hopefully, I don't know, year year from now, they'll be cutting a ribbon. Yeah. yeah it's going to be awesome.
1: That'll be great. I mean, you know, I lived on Shrever for – I was assigned there several times and lived there for, for a while uh, with Kathy when I was a command chief. So, you know, when you talk about the, the sheer number, right, of guardians that are working 24 hours a day there, right, is kind of the hub for a lot of that. Um, we talk about, you know, continuous fitness, right? As such an important part of life. Having that facility is going to be life-changing.
0: Yeah, we were, the last time we were, we were out there a couple weeks ago, and I said, somebody needs to videotape in the best weather, like best, best conditions, just videotape in real time the drive from Peterson to Schriever, and then post it on YouTube. And literally no one would watch it till the end. Like, yeah it's the longest eight miles or whatever that's right. on earth and and i think it's easy to say oh well it's just all one one base like they can just no nope. and so it's good to have things and and hopefully we continue to to build it up out there so um so that's you what do you do when you're not at work
1: um <clears throat> So, you know, I've been taking some leave. Um, I have some use or lose, yeah, right? We yeah. never want to give back leave. That's important. Um, but also the opportunity to kind of take a knee before uh, 15th September.
0: I call it use or you're a loser leave. <laughs> like, why aren't you taking leave? Like your yeah, health needs right. it, right? Like you have to take vacation.
1: That's right. And your family deserves it. Yeah. You know, 100%. your family and friends deserve it. So so I've been taking some leave and, and you know, I, I can't I can't run as much as I used to anymore to kind of stay physically fit. And really, it's... Because it you're helps. It's, uh, Yes. Yes. <laughs> Back when I had hair, I would run all the time. Um, so I, Maybe I, that's what happened. <laughs> that's right. Running's bad for your <laughs> that's follicles. Right. That's right. Um, but, you know, I ride, I, ride, I do a lot of bike rides. So the weather's been great in Virginia the last couple of days. So I've been out taking my road bike. I guess I did my fat tire bike. But, you know, Kath and I, we try to get out whenever we can, right? Um, I try to in the morning on the weekends I might check a couple of emails, but you know, I know there's time I have to dedicate to us and for me to take a knee. So we like to go out and do bike rides. You know, we're also, we, we enjoy wine and you know, Northern Virginia, wine, wine area is, is pretty good where, where we are in Loudoun County. So we try to get out of the house as much as we can is it to really things together.
0: Is it good or is it like good in the context of the Northeast? Like, cause I know there's a lot of vineyards. Yeah. But I'm not really a wine guy. I'm kind of curious. Like, is it good? Is it yeah. so, California good? Is it South of Spain good? Is it?
1: So when you're in the environment, sitting in a beautiful vineyard, and they have some music playing in the back, background, it is some of the best wine I've ever had. But I usually ambience. But I usually don't bring a bottle home.
0: Yeah. That's you know?
1: fair. But but that's the thing, right? You go out there because of the environment, right? Yeah. The people are so nice and friendly, right? They really take pride in the, the you know, the the, the uh, tasting rooms and the land that they have out there and the entertainment that they bring in. And that's where Kathy and I like to get out there. Plus we like we could bring the dogs with us. They're all very doggy. You gotta bring a little French bulldog, right? I got Frenchie Twinkie. She she likes to get out. Kathy puts her in her dress every once in a while. Don't judge me. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah. So so that's what Kath and I try to do. You know, as empty nesters, we try to get out as much as we can spend time together.
0: Are you guys would you consider yourselves dog people? Yeah. Are we moving? Is the Space Force now has to move from cat people to dog people? Is this what we're saying? Yeah. So I have I'm to, not really a cat person. We just have happen to have cats.
1: Yeah, yeah. We are we are dog people. Yeah. You know, we Kathy's considered getting a cat, but she's avoided it. I don't know you what probably,
0: it is. Probably if you get one. You won't be dog people anymore because cats are awesome.
1: Uh, so, so can convert me if. if, if I, I don't.
0: I don't know anyone that's ever gotten a cat that didn't go. Oh, I had no idea cats were this awesome.
1: But have you had dogs?
0: Yeah, I had dogs my whole life, and I, like many quote unquote dog people, I thought cats yeah. suck. Like it's yeah. like this thing. Like you just assume. Yeah. But then you end up with cats, and you're like, this is. Better than watching TV. There's a reason why the internet isn't filled with dog videos. Oh, like cats are super interesting.
1: Have you ever seen a French bulldog on a skateboard, dude? Um, They were all. Kathy watches them all the time. She she she's convinced she can teach Twinkie how to ride a skateboard. I I I don't know.
0: You you guys have fun with that. All right. So, uh, 15 September. um, You're gonna take the reins and. I'm gonna sail into the sunset and what's going through your head? What are you doing right now to kind of be ready for that day?
1: So um, you know thinking about it's it's an opportunity for you and I to, to kind of you know kind of pass that torch and pass the flag. Um, but really it's about making sure I have a lot of family and friends that'll be you know coming to the to the event. And I want to make sure that that uh, you know when I have an opportunity to speak, that I'm able to, in a short, piffy way, kind of give the thanks to the men and women individuals in my life who helped me, propel me to, to where I am today, kind of prepared me, if you will, um, and give a nod, thanks, right, of just a sheer significance, right, of what you've done for us. You, you have been the leader of the... Of the space operations, right for us through Air Force Space Command, U.S. Space Command, and Combatant Command, and then standing up a service, um, you have very large shoes to fill, um, and I, I think it's an opportunity to kind of say, "Hey, Chief Toberman, you did a phenomenal job, and we owe where we are today to your dedication and your passion that that you've shown." So. You know, I, I think I think I would kind of give a nod to you on that and acknowledge that publicly um, and echo what everyone else is feeling. Um, give thanks to the kind of individuals who helped me get to where I'm going um, and kind of get off the stage. I, I, You know, I'm not ready necessarily to talk about you know, what my lines of effort, what kind of what my vision, I, I got to be in a seat for a little bit. Like you said, I've been here for a while, but yeah. I haven't been behind that desk. And as you've told us several times, and I'm learning over the last couple, next couple of weeks, there's no way really to talk about it until you experience it, um, so I'm kind of holding off on that. Um, but really, I I want to get a chance. I'm hoping that as many guardians and 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 airmen and individuals who have a passion for the space force come to the hangar yeah. and get an opportunity. Right, once we're done with all the you know ceremonies, for you and I to get a chance to wander through the crowd and shake hands and talk to people, right, and hear what what they have to say. Right? I think those. Those touch points, right, that, that we have an opportunity to, to do as chiefs as we travel around, those are such significant moments in in our not only personal but our professional lives. Because they plant the seeds of what do I need to go work on when I get back to the office? What are the things I need to focus on? Uh, and that's really where you get it. It's not briefings, right? It's not sitting in a windowless room somewhere. It's those one-on-one engagements, right? That's touch, touch points with you know guardians and their families. I think to help shape at least what's in my head. So I'm looking forward to all that.
0: Yeah. I, no invite required, right? Like the, the the hangar will be open. That's right. Everyone can go. And obviously um, not everyone's in, in town, but for those folks that are in the NCR or can get to the NCR, um, yeah, we hope that we, we fill it up. Should be a good ceremony. Should be uh, fun uh, when when um when my ceremony when i took the seat it was um in secretary barrett's office yeah and we were all in masks and it was uh five of us and a photographer like yeah. that was the whole thing so this will be quite a different experience that's three, three april is that cool.
1: that's that's yeah, yeah. yeah. The, we're looking at that photograph is actually in, in the hallway here
0: yeah of, of you during, yeah during my bald event. spot yeah. You can well, see my bald know, spot. You just
1: had a really good haircut. Honestly, <laughs> it was a bald hey, spot. No.
0: It's it's like it's shining in the photo. It's horrible. Yeah. But it was yeah, it was it was pretty cool. So So I right, no priorities, premature um but is there anything like like what are you doing like hey, this is what I want to be paying attention. This is how I think I'm going to uh like for instance are you like planning on traveling around are you planning on listening are you gonna you know um, you're gonna i I think you're getting the chiefs together on that day like what's kind of because because the ceremony is at 10 a.m so you'll get a little bit of a reprieve but by one o'clock yeah it's game on dude like you got to be yeah Mm -hmm. there's work to do so what do what's that look like
1: so um i think Listening, I think is is if I could encapsulate it, it would be I'm going to spend the you know the next 90 days or 120 days listening. Um, so the first opportunity will be you know uh, as you know the the, the SELs, uh, you know airmen and guardians who who are you know uh, have impact across the service will will be in in the NCR hopefully, and after the ceremony we're in a rally for a couple of hours, and what I've asked and and Chief uh, Chief Childers Chili is going to. Spent some time with them on Thursday. But one of the things I asked them to do is, hey, when we get together, I want to sit and listen and say, hey, Chiefs, you're out in the field. You you know, you're on a day to day basis. You're on the bases, you're in the operations centers. You know, you know what we've been doing. Uh, a lot of initiatives are, are you know, in motion right now. And uh, asking for feedback to say, okay, what are the things that we need to focus on to put weight on? What do I have to get across the finish line to finalize? Um, what are the things that I should? focus on champion, championing, right? Because as you know, there's there's only, there are certain things that only the chief mass sergeant of the Space Force can do, right? We can delegate a lot of the stuff, but but the office, the, the weight of the office, the influence of the office, there's only, you know, certain ways, working with staff and, and other individuals. So it's to the chiefs, what do you need me to really put my weight behind to get across the finish line, policies, you know processes, relationships, right? That allows everyone else to kind of continue to execute all the things that we've been talking about, all the things that we've been promising. Um, how do I get things, how do I remove barriers for them because I can do so with the weight of the chief master Sergeant of the Space Force office? And that's going to be where I'm going to ask them to help. Hey, when I shape my calendar and hey, where am I going to travel? What are the office calls I'm going to make? Help me figure that out right? As a group, collective group. Um, so that's what I think I'm going to wind up doing on, on that Thursday. And then, you know, through the holidays, I'm looking uh, looking forward, General Salsam and I have kind of chatted, as you know, to kind of get out and see some guardians and airmen and their families uh, around Space Force bases and installations. Um, so I'm looking forward to do that. Um, but I know that, you know, Kathy and I have talked about it. And like I said earlier, you know, the travel is, is a key component to this. You know, there's things I think that as you know, we have to get done right in the NCR. Um, but in order to bring back real feedback, real touch points, data for General Salsman and the team, it's, it it's can be has to be unfiltered. And I can only get that if I'm on the road traveling. So I'm, I'm anticipating a lot of that.
0: Yeah, I think um, we say this a lot, that in the past, maybe leaders – gave the answers and now leaders have to ask the questions. So, so when you're listening, you know, think through like the questions that you're going to ask that get you the best feedback. What, what I've learned is that if you just stand up and go, well, what's on your mind, um, you, you quickly yeah. can kind of lose sort of really important details and nuances that you, that you need. And so spend time, talking uh, talking to yourself about what what are the questions that i really need help answering and be as my advice is to be as specific as possible on the on the travel thing it'll be um it'll be interesting to um what what you'll find is that there's this you, you know you brought up that there's things that only you can do yeah and so how do you find the balance between getting that real feedback because you're the only one that can get that firsthand, right? That, that direct yeah. touch point. You're the only one that can get that, but you're also the only one that can be in the room when a decision gets made and it will be like, wait a minute. So if and I remember years ago going through this, um, kind of thinking through how you get this balance, right? Because if you spend all your time collecting information, it doesn't yeah. serve a purpose, but if you spend all of your time, not you know like if you spend all your time providing input then it's going to be out of touch and so how do you get that balance perfect and i believe it will end up being one of the trickier things Mm -hmm. that you have to navigate is it do i have enough touch points that my input is relevant and and accurate and helpful and do i have enough touch points to give input that what I know doesn't go yeah. to waste. It's just, it's, it's this interesting dance that I, I think a lot of people don't, don't necessarily think about until you're oh, yeah. kind of there. Absolutely. And, and then you're like, Oh, now I know why every Tuesday, I need to be in that room because mm-hmm. last Tuesday, somebody decided that, that's right. you know, Whatever. And you're like, ugh. so, um, so let's talk about some of those things. So from the beginning, um, and and you know this we've had to stand up a service everybody else and and you will get this to some extent although i would suggest you're still you're still way more out of balance but all of your counterparts all of our counterparts and the other services they kind of come into the position and most everything there's a thing happening right like all of the parts of the ecosystem are growing they might not be growing as well as you want, but everything's happening. Promotions, recruiting, uh, training pipeline, PME, on and on and on. And so you can pick like a couple things and go, okay, let's, I'm gonna work on training or I'm gonna work on, you know, recruiting. Well, when you can't do that, when you gotta do everything from scratch, you you sort of, um, you end up not being able to get things done, that you really you know that we wanted to get done. So like where do you see us going with say we've been talking a lot l- lately um the promotions the promotion system that we initially launched for all the right reasons we said hey you deserve to have time back um we don't want you spending your life studying for a test we we also don't don't really have the resources to Um, put together tests protect tests administer tests correct tests you know have all these different versions like we don't we we don't even know what we test you on yet because a lot of things aren't aren't written down and and so we walked away from testing and i think we stand by that, that that was a good idea we implement boards and those are working okay but we've had some real challenges with them and at the lower grades in particular what we're finding is that there isn't a body of work that's significant yeah. enough for a board to kind of look and go and make make what we're confident are really they're the best decisions based on what's in front of them. Yeah. But it just isn't much of a story. So we've been talking a lot about hey, do we go to a fully qualified system? So tell me tell me kind of what you think about this and where you think we are and where you think we might go. I'm just kind of curious. From, I know. Yeah. I know my perspective. But yeah, yeah. Well, you soon know, in three weeks, that's irrelevant. That's, so, that,
1: well, you know, um, you know, when we when we talked about why do we call the the junior enlisted rank specialist, right? And we talked about that because your purpose in life as a guardian, right, is to learn your job, is become technical experts, right, and immerse yourself in that, um, and and that was kind of the, the priority. So you know, when you talk about their body of work, really is how well are you doing at your job? What is your competence level? Uh, are you leaning forward? Are you deciding that, hey, I'm gonna uh, apply to become an instructor or an evaluator? You know, h- how well are you right, envisioning you know, concepts and tactics? Um, that's what we're looking right, at, at. That should be the measure of, hey, are you ready for more responsibility and do we reward you for that focus that you're doing. Now, obviously, right, the, all the other guardian stuff outside of that, right, but just focusing on, on work. Right. Um, I think it is important. As an operational service, you know, so I think if we can carry that model forward, especially to the E5 grade, like we talked about, because that's really today where the first board is, right, to, for right. promotion up to E5. When we talk about the the body of work, right, there isn't a whole lot there. There aren't a whole lot of performance reports, right, because we don't do it until later in the career. Um, but I think if we, continue to focus on the fact that as you develop and say you're a body of workers, how well are you doing at your job? Are you leading the team that you're with operationally? Are you being innovative in the work that you're looking to do? Um, I think fully qualified, at least specifically from E4 to E5, makes a lot of sense. Because trying to, you know, capture or look at maybe one performance report which I, I think we're talking about performance report on, on an airman EPR form uh, that we're still using. Um, net, I don't think necessarily gives credit.
0: Which bums me out.
1: I know. I know. Is the Air <laughs> Force using those forms? I can't remember. No. No. Um, but, but to the point about the promotion, I don't think that's, that really allows us to evaluate what we've asked them to focus on right. as a junior enlisted guardian. So continuing that fully qualified mantra uh, specifically at E5, uh, I think is is a first step. I think we have to implement and look at that. And how do we make that fair and equitable across whether you're, because the first couple of years we've been doing cyber, intel, or, or space operations. Um, you know, h- how do we make it fair and equitable and allow guardians to focus on being the best technician they can be, subject matter expert, and get rewarded for that. And then, right, you know, do we look at that and we have a good base and say, okay, Let's look at what E6 means, right? Because right. E6, right, as you talk about, the technical, man, the whole the whole point of technical sergeant is because you can lead and you can execute your mission. You are the right. subject matter expertise at the weapon system right? that we've actually executed or at the intelligence function that you're providing for the unit that you're supporting or operating with. Um, how do we measure those? I think the more we get the ecosystem to allow us to really tease that out, Fully qualified promotions, I think, just makes a lot of sense,
0: and and um, and also, I mean, so right now, uh, and fully qualified sort of a term of art in the manpower personnel business, right? Yeah. Um, and and so, w- really, this is uh, it's congruent with what we've been saying about competency based talent yeah. management. It it's it's just that fully qualified has a lot of time gates in most of the other services and currently it has for us but that that is how you get from e1 to e4 as well is through fully qualified but but if you can if you can off ramp from the time components and in favor of competency components in other words if you can learn to do your job faster why am i waiting to promote you just so you can hit a gate if you can do that then then to our earlier conversation now you can completely get rid of a below the zone promotion process because there's no zone anymore there's no time That's zone right. and if you can do that now there's no now we're not competing against each other In fact, if we could all get promoted, if 100% of the E3 cohort had access to being E4s as fast as they were actually qualified to do it, they might work as teams like you guys did to study and improve and get better. And then they all move forward faster. Like that's what being a guardian would be, right? Like that's a very Space Force way to kind of look at it. And if we do that, what else don't we have to do now? My performance report isn't tied to my promotion. It's not tied to my advancement. It's just about my performance. So maybe I have a supervisor that doesn't feel bad about giving me honest feedback. Maybe I can check my ego enough to say, Hey, I've got a commitment to mastering myself. I actually want you, to tell me the truth in my performance report so that I can get better. And it's, it doesn't matter because it's not going to quote unquote hurt me if you tell me the truth, like there's so many advantages to this. And, and, uh, it's really about how quickly you can kind of lock it in from a policy perspective. But, um, my fingers are crossed. I, 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 I don't have any regrets, you know, like it's, it's not a word that I, that I like to use. Um, I certainly don't think it could happen too fast. I think we've gone through, we've we we iterated on a few different yeah. different ways of doing this. This is the right way to go forward, and we just got to get there as 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 fast as you can get us there. Um, I think it'll be. There's just so many different yeah. ways. This is awesome for yeah. us.
1: And you know, and when we had the feedback from the from the board who did the E5 board, yeah. they they talked about that you know. There wasn't a whole lot. When we think about how we normally do records reviews and, and boards, right? There's a body of work. Um, but when when we did it for the E4 to E5, it just w- wasn't there. Um, and, you know, to the point, right, is it, you know, is that equitable? Is that fair to the guard? Are we measuring or, or what we've told them to focus on the last couple of years? Um, because especially when you talk about a lot of the classified work that we do, Right. So you can have an Intel operator who's doing all this phenomenal stuff operationally, that maybe can't get captured in an EPR, right, right that the that board gets a chance to see. But if you go to fully qualified and you, right, we kind of shape that, that this is for you as an Intel operator, right, who's doing signals. These are the things I expect of you to be fully qualified to become a sergeant in the United States Space Force. I just think that's a clearer goal. And to your point, then you're not competing against you know, one another, you're competing against the standard to make you a better guardian.
0: Right, competing Um, against who you were yesterday. Yeah, yeah, and winning.
1: That's right, like a a lot of things, right, the ecosystem, there's a lot of things we have to kind of work through, Um, but I think that is definitely, after the conversations, that's definitely um, where we're going. You know, it's funny, you talk about um, um, little stories, right, about our history. Um, You know, the weight of this discussion I think we talked about it before, but I think this, this last push to where we are today, because we talked a little bit about this at the EFDP, um, where we were on the plane,
0: it oh, was yeah. me, me, yeah. you
1: and chief Childers. were flying back from somewhere on a plane. And instead of putting on our, our noise, yeah, we're, headphones, shouting, we're shouting over uh, the yeah, noise. Yeah. You know, and, and take, we're taking notes and little pieces of paper and, uh, that's kind of where this initiative right finally said you said hey i'm tired of waiting we have talked about this before we kind of nudged out over a couple hours on the plane and and like a day or two later right went to s1d and we had a discussion at the listen force development panel with mr turner yeah right. So, that's a little nuanced story right there
0: so hopefully um yeah hopefully hopefully it goes uh quick the other thing that um i know is important to you because of our previous life together but we so we've got the ideal we've got um the spirit we still don't have kind of that next layer and 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 i've always been a little bit torn because on one hand um i appreciate the sort of desire to continue to drill down and go okay like i can read this and then i can read the next level of detail but i want to know like me like very specifically, what, what, how does this apply to me? And how do I amplify the guardian spirit as a specialist, as a, yeah. as a sergeant? And, and so, um, I've always been torn because I appreciate that. I understand people want that. At the same time, I continue to say that the single greatest single page document I've seen in 33 years is the guardian commitment. And that those 12 promises on, from team member and those 12 promises from team leader. Like if, if all any of us did was made and kept those 24 promises, there's n- nothing else. Like you don't need anything else. Yeah. Right. But how do I do that? What, what's the granularity? Can you help me out a little bit with the trade craft? So I appreciate that. So I think, um, getting a handbook published, I'm guessing, we haven't really talked about this, but you know, that there's a couple, um, there's some drafts that are are bouncing around. It's something that that we know is important, but I've got a feeling that this is really important to you because you, you like handbooks. So, what, what do yeah. you think?
1: So, uh, you know, we've had um, several discussions on this, and you're right. There is a desire from the field, right, from the gardens that we've spoken to, about that document, right? You know, continue the evolution, right, from the from the you know um, uh, garden ideal, the garden spirit. Um, I think some documentation, right? But it still has to be a little broad, right? I don't think that we are ready yet, or or maybe we'll never be, but we're not a checklist service, right? Yeah. Guardians need to be innovative, free thinking. They gotta be comfortable with constant change. That's the service that we are. Um, and that's what it means to be a guardian, to, to be able to be comfortable in those zones. Right. Um, but maybe so,
0: it means, but, but but maybe being comfortable as a specialist is a little bit different than being comfortable as a senior NCO. And I think that's yeah. what kind of people are like, well, what does it mean yeah. to be innovative? Yeah. Because it doesn't maybe mean the same thing as an E3 as it means as an E8. And so yeah. what are you telling me? Like, help me understand this a little bit better as I sort of transition from primarily the other thing we talked about on the plane that day, not now that you, you bring it up and I'm thinking about it is we talked about how simple a performance report could be. If you set, if you use those 12 promises as your guideposts and you just sort of move as you, as you increase in responsibility, you move from, you know, 80% 80% team member promises yeah. and 20% team leader promises that you're being evaluated on yeah. to 80% team leader and 20% team member because yeah. we're always both but you kind of moving that's right. and so I think that's where you know this enlisted guardian or whatever we call the next you know chapter. Yeah. But that's where we want hey this is what we want from specialists this is what yeah. we want from NCOs. Yeah.
1: And I think you know, even in in my because of the way that we're evolving, even the handbook that is written and published—if we publish something in 2024—you know, the guardians of today will are continuing will continue to write that book. it right. have to be updated. You know, we can't—we when we're not mature enough yet to kind of slap the table and say, okay, for perpetuity, right? Perpetuity. This is this is what it's going to be. Um, it's it's an evolving thing. I, I've been asked a question. Hey, you know, chief, what what is our culture? And I go, well, you tell me. Yeah, I mean, you're the guardian living it every day. When you go into your ops floor, or you go into your office. What you do, what you say, how you act—that's the culture. Uh, I, I can't define. I can't tell you that. That right. That's
0: that that's is the, it, in garden. fact, if if we mandate or direct the culture, right. then. That is the culture. Then the culture is you'll be directed to do everything. Everything will be mandated. And we know we don't want that. Nope. And so this, this whole, you know, angel within the stone speech that I've given over and over and over this Michelangelo concept, like it's real. And when you see guardians, uh, especially young ones, they know, you know, why you joined the service. You know what you are moving towards. You know what we were saying was resonating with you. Yeah. And I say tr- trust that. Yeah. Like when when you're at a junction in the road, take the path that you feel you're supposed to be taking. And that if you can trust yourself, yep. I trust you because I think you came to the team like for the right for the right reasons. And so we'll we'll get there. I I think it's um you know air force sergeant's association it was a great group i know i know you weren't there um and uh and and you missed it but what you'll see next time is just this incredible just taste of this pure guardian experience these are it was just such a cool space force thing and and as we were moving kind of back and forth between what the air force was doing down the hall and what we were doing it was clear like i've uh, also like i've said many times right like not better but yeah. more suitable for us it definitely felt different it was yeah in orange right and if you went down into the air force spaces you felt very much like hey this is For airmen about airmen. This is an air force conference. And it felt like that. But if you were in our space, you're like, Oh, this doesn't feel like that other place at all. This is completely different. And that to me is victory, right? Like success is, are we allowing ourselves to have this, this experience that's teachable, learnable, knowable that this is, this is I mean, and that's how the CSO explains it, right? Like yeah. that's the guardian spirit. Like you just know it when you see it. If you were in that room at AFSA, that's what you saw. That's what you felt. Good. And it was, it was super cool. I'm glad. Um, a couple of things real quick we're, we're uh, mostly, cause I just want to get the word out. Not so much that, that, you and I need to talk about it, but, um, we're about to stand up our, our space force honor guard, super mm-hmm. excited about that. Um. They will be um, in. They'll be fully up and and functional for That's our true. change responsibility. So very excited. Kind of yep. that'll be their first big public event. But um, uh, that ceremony here is is very soon. And the, the CSO and I are going over to. So he's going to swear them in, and we're going to shake hands. But so we will have a Space Force honor guard. Um, the policy. Uh, governing all of that is to be written this is an initial cadre that's taken from the cohort that's currently serving Mm -hmm. as air force honor guardsmen so they've they're transferring or or they're about to transfer they've been selected but certainly that will be opportunity that's available to everyone else and we will starting in fy 24 start recruiting directly into honor guard like like um like all the other services um and so that's 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 awfully neat. Um, I think that's kind of the only big news. I'm not tracking, you know, we're still handing out the, the, um, the hardware for, for the HHA pilot. Are you in that pilot? I am. So that's awesome. How's it going?
1: It's actually, I I really enjoy it. I, I, it kind of motivates me. Uh, like I said, I, I ride and kind of work out, you know, as it is, but um, the fact now that I can kind of track and kind of see what my metrics are um, and, and I have freedom of choice, right? Whether I want to run, whether I want to bike. Um, I did go running the other day, by the way, my, my back was killing me after that. But um, but but having an opportunity to do that and then be able to kind of track it um, and, you know, having the, the interface. And it's so simple on my personal phone. Um, it is really helpful. The only, the only thing it's kind of funny, you know, I'm, I'm a Peloton rider. Yes. I'm, I'm part of the Peloton cult. Well, the Garmin doesn't connect to my Peloton, but my Apple watch does. So the first one or two rides after I got the, the Garmin, I'm trying to ride with two watches on and it just felt awkward, right? Having two watches to kind of track. Um, but I was able to get the heart rate uh, monitor, the strap yeah. for the Garmin. So now I just wear the strap to get my CFA and then my Apple to kind of get my my Peloton points, um, but I, I I really enjoy it. I, I think it's a I, I think it's the right answer when you talk about continuous fitness, right? Because then it gives me weekly and monthly goals, right? To let me know am I exercising? Am I dedicating investing in the time to be physically fit? And not only physically fit, but you know the time when I'm running or riding does a lot for me emotionally as well. It allows me to disconnect. It allows me to kind of think about some things or it gives me some space. Um, So I just, in my personal, there's a lot of benefits um, to the process we're going through. And I think the gear has been really, really helpful. I've only, I think once or twice I've gone someplace that wasn't like an Air Force um, um, accredited skiff facility where I've taken it off, but for the most part, I have my memo, you know, I freely walk around most spaces. It's not an issue, but like we talked about, it's not really meant to be. It's not tracking me every day, right? Yeah. I mean, it's when I'm every purposely pur- purposely yeah. exercising, though. I, I would say that you know some of my meetings with you, I think I do get some. My heart rate does, does
0: kind of go up. So I'm not part of the of the study because I, I don't have enough time left. But um, uh, there are many many times when my gear um (laughs) says oh you had to work on i'm like no i was just in another meeting in (laughs) the pentagon that's right (laughs) and uh you just think i was working out but um yeah i think um i like the choice uh i think it's important it's it's easy you know what this is really unlocking we hope when the pilot's done when the study's done and we learn everything we learn and we really have a service policy that says, this is how fitness is going to work. Then what we hope is that this ancient tradition of military excellence, which is you train as a team, like every great military throughout all of history has done Mm -hmm. physical training together. Yep. Well, but what we know now today, Is that I can train together quote unquote by being connected virtually even out. I don't even have to be doing it at at exactly the same time for all of us as a community, as a team, as a squad, as a unit, you know, fill in the blank that I can participate and get most of the benefits of group exercise on my own kind of yeah with with options for me yeah and and so in many ways this is going to look so different than what everyone else is doing and in a couple important ways it'll be doing exactly it will give us the same many of the same benefits of everyone reports to the parade ground at 0600 for roll call yeah and and so Hopefully, if we get it right, right, you get the best yeah. of both worlds.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, right, back when, when we were airmen, right, and and there was a lot of mandatory, you know, depending on your fitness level, that really wasn't exercise for yeah. you, right? It it's, was about camaraderie, spirit of core, yeah. connection, which is all great, but but depending on your fitness level, it, if that was your workout for the day, a lot of times I felt that I really, I missed a workout, because, you know, the run or whatever we did, the calisthenics, this wasn't enough for me because of my personal fitness. Now there are other individuals that whew, they were wiped, right. which is fine. We're all different. Right. But what this allows us to do, right. Individually, we're only competing against ourselves. Right. And to kind of get the mess we got to do. But, but I, but I do think right, there's still some benefit to the group activity, but it doesn't really, it's it doesn't really make you healthy. No, it's
0: really hard to, especially large groups. It's very difficult. Yeah. As you know, I've been a trainer at different points, points in my life. And, uh, it's really, really hard to, yeah. to to get the the pace and the the intensity, yep. um, all all the variations in in people's limitations and the way they move and all those things. It's just really, really difficult to train a group effectively. Um, but if you don't train as a group, you like you said, you lose the esprit de corps. Mm-hmm. You lose. So if you can gamify, and this is how some of these companies that are doing this right. If you can gamify the the activity so that I do feel like I'm in a group, mm-hmm. but I'm but I'm allowed to control the intensity and the uh, medium uh, of my exercise around uh, around my desires, around my mm-hmm. physical abilities, around perhaps injuries. Maybe I can get the best of both worlds. I mean, yeah. that's really what we hope. So we'll see, dude. We are. Out of time so um, wow that went fast yeah good conversation goes fast I don't know if it'll like the people listening they're like it didn't seem like it was going fast to us seemed like a couple <laughs> old dudes like, <laughs> blabbering on but um, who's que calling old yeah um, me <laughs> uh, but um thanks man congratulations and I um, we're not gonna arm wrestle today but uh, I'm gonna shake your hand and I'm gonna say I I, I I couldn't be happier with where we're going and who I'm handing the, the, the keys to the, to the castle. And, um, I've, I've been there for every single brick we've laid. It's a, it's really important to me. So I'm happy that, uh, that you're the guy that's getting the keys well, and, thank uh, you. thanks, man. Appreciate thanks, you, you. I appreciate you for everybody else. Uh, I think. I assume you're going to keep these going, you think?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, um, I talked to the team about it. I think there's a lot of benefit to, to the medium. We'll we'll see how the feedback I get from how I, I perform today. Like I yeah, said, this, so this is my first one.
0: <laughs> give us your comments. If it sucks, <laughs> right, tell, tell them how to fix it. Maybe um,
1: go you like, don't do that anymore, Chief. We're, we're good.
0: Yeah. We'll see. Um, But other than that, remember, uh, this is when we're closest. This was Perigee episode... 27, thanks for what you do, appreciate you.